currently on my commute home still and I had to pull into a uh, service station to get myself an energy drink because I was feeling sleepy on the way back home. As you know, this morning I did say that when I woke up, I uh, was just feeling extra tired. I'm still trying to adjust to my sleeping pattern because I'm getting back up early again after taking my three weeks off, uh, which involves some sleepings. Let me tell you, I had a lot of sleep to catch up on, but at the same time, it's because I was also going to bed really late um, during that time, you know, 1, 2, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, and um, now I'm kind of still going to bed late, not as late as that, maybe like 1.30ish, uh, maybe a tad earlier. Uh, but I'm getting up earlier, which means I'm kind of lacking sleep. So, uh, kind of excited to just, uh, maybe just chill out later on after I do a bit of work. I've got a few things to do at home, um, this evening. Um, but, you know, maybe just watch Netflix and fall asleep on the couch, um, a little bit earlier than usual. Um, it's one of those kind of feels. So, yeah, hopefully this energy drink kicks in uh, relatively quickly. Um, excuse me, I had to take a sip. I was listening to a uh, video from uh, Sarah Dietschy over lunch today on um, online, and uh, one of the interesting things uh, that was in there, there was a, a, a tweet that was read out um, to do with uh, YouTubers expecting monetary compensation uh, when they're asked to do, I think it was interviews or something like that. Um, and I agree with what uh, Sarah, um, her view was, um, and I think Craig Adams was on there as well, uh, giving their point of views. And I, and I agreed with what they said. One of the things I find interesting, um, and I've kind of thought about this in the past, you know, briefly before, um, but I've been thinking about it a little bit more today as well. Uh, this whole idea of, you know, if you're online and you're you're putting in the effort, you're putting in the work and you're starting to establish yourself, is it okay for you to start to request compensation for that? Um, and in my mind, yeah, 100%. You know, I, I don't get paid for what I do online now um, as a full-time job. You know, I work full-time and I'm, I'm, I'm currently online creating you know, creating a brand and putting in the effort. So I'm kind of in the early green stages of having to do that. Um, but, you know, I'll be open and honest, you know, about the whole thing. Like, I'd love to be doing this permanently full-time, like a whole online content creation, which means I would have every expectation of somehow um, converting that time into some monetary output. Um, it doesn't always have to be money. Obviously, there's other ways, you know, the sponsorships can come forth and stuff like that. Uh, but if you're genuinely putting in good quality effort um, and you're providing exceptional value to a community that follows, likes, knows, and trusts you, um, and you can somehow get rewarded for your time, then it's a mutual benefit to both sides because that helps you continue to do that. Um, and, you know, we're in a day and age where, you know, not everybody nowadays is, you know, working either manual labor or desk jobs or corporate jobs or, um, you know, industrial type work. You know, with the eve of um, the internet and, uh, you know, the online space, there are many different ways now to, for people to generate incomes. And this is not a, you know, a learn how to make money segment. It's just, it's not, it's definitely not. It's just me kind of giving my opinion. Um, 
And I think there's lots of different ways that people can make money doing whatever they like to do. And one of those ways just happens to be as an online personality, as, you know, I don't know, a, a reviewer of products, um, you know, doing sponsorship deals and ads in podcasts, for example, if that's the way, whatever it is, you know, there's nothing wrong with people expecting to be paid for that. And I guess if people are being asked uh, to to interview on another person's show and then therefore going to take, you know, some of their established audience to another platform to do an interview, if someone gets asked to do the interview and they expect some, some monetary compensation back for that, um, you know, depending on the platform, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that uh, in my view. So I agree with, uh, you know, what was said on the video that I watched today. Um, and I'm kind of, yeah, more for that as well. As long as people are providing good value at the end of the day, that's that's what it's about. you gotta, you got to do that. All right, I did say I'd be talking about random stuff. So the next topic is about martial arts. Now, don't swipe. Hold on a second. If you're not interested in martial arts, don't swipe because I'm going to tell you a little bit of my journey, but it's not all going to be about the whole true martial arts side of stuff, right? So for those of you who don't know, my uh, journey of martial arts started when I was about 12 years old. And I uh, ended up taking it all the way to uh, establishing and running a full-time martial arts academy, which I'll tell you about now. Um, but uh, one of the things that I faced growing up um, both in primary school and high school, um, was bullying. And this is how a lot of people in the martial arts start out. It's because they are, uh, and I won't use the V word because I, I don't like to refer to myself as that, um, but some people um, are the uh, subject of bullying and they want something to help them defend themselves um, in case they're obviously um, physically bullied. So I ended up starting out martial arts from about the age of 12. Uh, one of my friends had done martial arts for a long time and he was like, cool, you know, he could do these little cool, cool kicks and stuff. He like spin around and like, he showed me pictures of him like kicking really high and stuff. And I was like, I want to do whatever that was. And you know, in my local area at the time, we had this billboard that said you could learn Taekwondo. Um, so um, at the age of 12, I ended up walking into my first Taekwondo class. Um, and um, it was great fun. Now, looking back on it now, I consider that to be um, not a self-defense system, um, and I'm happy to talk about that in detail in segments if people want to call in um, and discuss why. Um, but I see it more as a sport, but it did teach me um, a lot of stuff about, comp like, you know, just, I guess it didn't teach me, it more just helped me be a lot more confident. Um, the fact that I, you know, was able to kick and do all these um, punches and stuff like that, and um, it gave me something really to aspire to and work towards, you know, getting the whole black belt and things like that, um, was was great fun. And um, I ended up, you know, going through all the ranks, and I, I ended up getting to my black belt, and I ended up going a little bit beyond that, and I got my first dan and my second dan, um, and then I ended up getting uh, accredited under what Australia has. I'm not sure if they still have it, but it was like the National Coaching Accreditation Scheme, which basically allowed you to coach um, at um, 
Taekwondo Australia registered tournament. So, you know, I'd go and compete um, and, and win trophies and stuff like that um, and lose some. Um, and that was great fun. And that really started my journey. I was able to like teach classes then. I ended up taking over the, that particular school um, during holiday seasons and stuff like that when the instructor went and say traveled and I took over for a few, for a few months at a time. Um, and it was great fun. And from there really you know, cr- kind of created my whole journey. Um, and I ended up going on to learn a whole bunch of different uh, martial arts systems after that. I took up... Uh, uh, various forms of Kung Fu, for example. So I took on um, um, Tai Chi Chuan, uh, another system called Xing Yi, uh, another one called Bakwa, um, and then I ended up going on to again different arts again. And I took up um, like Kali and Silat, um, kickboxing, a bit of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, and jeez, oh, what else did I take on board? Um, Hapkido, um, there was probably a little bit of boxing in there. Uh, yeah, so a whole bunch of different systems. And I intensely studied. I read heaps. I, I watched heaps. I trained a lot of different schools. Um, you know, I trained with friends. We'd have like private group sessions. And then I'm getting to the point where I really got to know my own body and what I was good at, what was my strengths, what was probably not so much my strengths. Um, and I started to see some of the uh, weaknesses in traditional martial arts, such that when I was in my uh, late teens to early 20s, I launched my own uh, system that I founded um, of self-defense. It was real pure-based you know, reality-based self-defense. And I ended up um, releasing that system back in about 2009. Back in 2009, I launched my own system. And uh, at the time, I had called it the art of all ways. And um, after probably, mm, probably not even 12 months, I ended up restructuring the name. I cut back a lot of the stuff that was a little bit philosophical and really... Um, enhanced the scientific basis under the whole thing, um, and that ended up re, um, renaming that system to Neurocombatives. And it was a, it was and still is a reality-based self-defense system um, that was pure psychological. Um, it had a real strong foundation of something um, that I developed also in the time called Neurocombative Conditioning, um, which basically integrated um, a lot of the... Um, psychological concepts of like um, neuroassociative conditioning um, and um, like linguistic um, programming type stuff. And I coupled that with, you know, the combat side of stuff, developed ways to accelerate learning um, and enhance learning, ways people pick up a lot of the concepts I was developing at the time so that they could really accelerate how much they they learnt, I guess, as far as the speed of how quick they learnt it was, um, because a lot of people don't get to take a lot of the training that they, I guess, learn in the school in, you know, either, you know, if it's traditional martial art, like a dojo, otherwise just like a general training arena, um, because it's very rule-based, it's very safe, there's pads, there's mitts, there's training rooms, there's not much of a real-life um I guess, feel to a lot of this stuff. I also needed a way to kind of synthesize the aggression required uh, if someone was to face like a real life situation. 
and I ended up having um, a lot of uh, um, uh, training to help people develop that synthetic aggression that they could use and deploy when they needed. So they were able to activate that with like anchors and triggers and all this type of stuff. Um, and that was the basis of a system that I taught for um, for some time. And I had a school, ended up obviously launching that in my school and I would hold um, seminars and um, that was a whole journey in my life that I was, you know, really interested in and proud in at the time. And I had about a hundred full-time, um, a hundred um, fully subscribed members um, to the school. I had, you know, kids classes, adults classes. I had like a kids version um, of the system that was framed for for the younger for the younger guys and girls. Um, and then I also had adults all the way from, you know, like, you know, teens through to, you know, 60, 60 years old. Um, and it was a real great time. So, you know, I kind of wanted to just share kind of that part of um, myself because I hadn't really talked about it and it's something that I'm passionate about but haven't really explored for some time. Um, I just kind of want to share. As I said, I want to talk about random stuff here sometime as well. But if anybody um, has done martial arts in the past or you're doing it now, um, or you're interested in doing it, um, you thought about doing it, your kids do it, um, call in and let me know. I'd be interested to know uh, what you do um, and spark conversation in that area. So, um, yeah, call in, let me know. <laughs>